The other thing, the Prophet ﷺ, this is a hadith by Imam Bayhaq in Sha'bul Iman, Prophet ﷺ said, the hearts become rusty, rusted, just like iron does, if you don't look after it, if you leave it in the wrong place. The Sahaba said, O Messenger of Allah, how do you polish the hearts then? By reciting the Quran. That's how the hearts keep getting polished. Alhamdulillah, hamdan kafiran, tayyiban, mubarakan fih, mubarakan alayh, kama yuhibbu rabbuna wa yarda, jalla jalaluhu wa amma nawaluhu. Wa salatu wa salamu ala sayyidil habibil mustafa, sallallahu ta'ala, alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi, wa baraka wa sallama tasliman kafiran ila yawmiddin, amma ba'd. Uthman radiyallahu anhu narrates that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, the best of you is the one who learns the Quran and teaches it. This is beautiful. This is a hadith of Bukhari that Imam uh, that Uthman ibn Affan relates. Prophet said, The best of you is the one who learns the Quran and who teaches it. So you study it, then you teach it. So that means your whole life is spent doing that. MashaAllah. Some of our children, we teach them the Quran from the age of three, four years old. They're learning the Quran. They learn how to read it first, then learn to memorize it, then learn qira'ah. You know, to upgrade their reading even better. Then they go and learn Arabic, right? That's all learning the Quran because when you learn Arabic, you're learning to understand the Quran. Then you're learning uh, the tafsir of it. Then you're learning the balagha of it. Then you're learning the qira'at maybe. And then after that, you're teaching it. And maybe you're studying and teaching at the same time. And inshallah, you could be teaching until you die. And that means that you have lived in this world for the majority of your life as the best person. The best of you is the one who learns the Quran and teaches it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to... Uh, so even if you're an adult now and the childhood years are gone, that doesn't mean that we cannot uh, learn the Quran or more of the Quran. Now look at this. Sufyan al-Thawri was once asked, rahimahullah, if he preferred to someone to fight in the battle or to recite the Quran. He said he preferred them to recite the Quran because the Prophet ﷺ said the best of you are the ones who learn the Quran and teaches it. Now of course this is in particular situations sometimes fighting, fighting in the Prophet of Allah becomes necessary or superior because of the particular situation. Imam Abu Abdurrahman al-Sulami, I mentioned him earlier, he remained in the Masjid of Kufa. He was in Kufa. He remained in the Masjid of Kufa for 40 years to teach the Quran. Because of this hadith. He was so inspired by this hadith that he remained in the masjid in Kufa teaching Quran for 40 years. And you know, this is not unique. We have so many people today, even in England, who've been teaching Quran for over 40 years. They've been teaching since the 80s. And they're still teaching Quran. And they have made so many huffad. They have helped so many people read the Quran and memorize the Quran. Now, if we cannot become a teacher, let's become a student of the Quran and, and, be, and be qualified for that, even as we die. So inshallah, the benefit is that even if you once a week go to somebody, or every now and then go to somebody and you consider yourself in the sight of Allah as a student of the Quran, even if you're struggling, then inshallah we die like that, at least we're a student of the Quran, at least we're learning the Quran. And if you've already know the Quran, try to help somebody. And keep helping somebody. Because this is what's going to give us benefit in the hereafter. Abu Hurairah reports that the Messenger of Allah said, Teach the Quran to people and learn it. 
Why? For if you die in such a state, the angels will visit your grave just as they visit Al-Baytul Atiq. What is Al-Baytul Atiq? Al-Baytul Atiq in literally means the ancient house, means the Kaaba. You know like the angels, they go and do tawaf of the Kaaba all the time. They will visit your grave like this to pray for you if you die teaching the Quran and learning it. That's a huge reward. That's a huge reward. Imam Qurtubi states that the scholars have said that teaching the Quran can also be teaching people the best of deeds. No, why is it the best of deeds? It's because it helps people in their religion. If you teach more people the Quran, they will be better believers and better human beings. You'll have a better world. A lot of people misuse the Quran, misunderstand the Quran, and they do crazy things. And that's why a lot of our problems happen. Ibn Abbas narrated, now look at this. He said, the Prophet said, anybody who does not have any Quran inside of him is like a dilapidated house, a desolate house, a broken down house because you've got no Quran inside. The actual word is jawf. Mafi jawfihi. There's nothing in his jawf, which could mean heart. He's got no Quran in his heart. So always, as Ramadan comes, don't just recite and reflect, but also try to memorize something new. And it's very easy to do that. All you have to do is that you get 10 rewards for every letter, right? So now, if you're going to read a whole juz, that's fine. You'll get reward for that. But what you can do instead is if you just, for example, Suratul Mulk, you don't know Suratul Mulk. Read that 50 times. You're still going to get the reward 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, even though you're reading the same verse. But the benefit is that you'll memorize that. If you read something 50 times, you'll definitely memorize it, inshallah. You read the next verse 50 times, and the next verse, and then you read all of them together 20, 40, 50 times. And eventually, you'll memorize it. So, do a bit of this in Ramadan. The benefit of this is you can then use this in tahajjud, instead of just, kul huwallahu ahad. You'll know more. When you're riding, driving your car, when you're commuting and you can't open the Musaf, you can recite this. And we, in the hereafter, get additional place, inshallah. Okay. The other thing, the Prophet ﷺ, this is a hadith by Imam Bayhaq in Sha'bul Iman, Prophet ﷺ said, the hearts become rusty. Rusted, just like iron does. If you don't look after it, if you leave it in the wrong place. The Sahaba said, O Messenger of Allah, how do you polish the hearts then? By reciting the Quran. That's how the hearts keep getting polished. Abu Sa'id al-Khudri said that Allah Most High says, and this is a beautiful hadith, it's a hadith al-Qudsi. Allah says, whoever is too busy reciting the Quran to make dua to me, he's just so busy reciting, reciting, reciting that he has no time to make dua to me. Oh Allah, give me this, give me that, give me this, give me that. He has no time for that. I will give him better than what I give to those who ask. Now that needs a big tawakkul. That you know what, I'm just going to read Quran. Allah knows what's best for me. So he's just going to give it to me. So I'm just going to focus on the Quran. I'm not even going to make dua. Subhanallah. Another version of the hadith says that the superiority of the speech of Allah over all other speech is like the superiority of Allah over his creation. Because you're reading the most superior speech. 
Imam Qurtubi said that the Prophet ﷺ is informing us that whoever is too busy reciting the Qur'an to even make dua and supplication, Allah will give him the best of what any of his creation will ask you. So in your area, around the world, whoever's made the best duas, you're going to get all of that. If you want the best duas for you and you don't know how to even make them, read Qur'an. Just keep reading Qur'an. So much, so much that you don't even have time for dua. Imam Tabarani relates from Ka'b al-Ahbar. Whoever performs one of three deeds will enter paradise. He mentions the three. And the one that's relevant to us, I'm going to mention that, is the, a man who sits with a group of people, he recites the Quran to them, and then they praise their Lord Most High. And then he, they supplicate to Allah thereafter. Allah asks the angels, why have these people gathered? Obviously, he knows better than them why they've gathered. But he wants them to just be a witness and say it. They reply, Lord, you know best. He says, I know best, but tell me what you know. They said, they are asking you to admit them into paradise and to avert them from the hellfire. So then he says, I make you witness that I have decreed paradise for them and averted them from the hellfire. So this was, then there's another person he speaks about, but I'm just going to mention this one. Abdullah ibn Masood who narrates that the Prophet said, Recite the Qur'an, for indeed Allah Most High does not punish a heart in which has the Qur'an memorized. So inshallah, if you memorize the Qur'an, at least parts of it, you can say, at least I know five surahs, I know Yasin, it's still the Qur'an, you can argue like that in the hereafter inshallah. You won't get a punishment. Then he said, this Qur'an is the banquet of Allah. The banquet of Allah. What does that mean? Banquet means, you know when somebody calls somebody for, invites somebody and says, this is all you, it, you it is usually very welcoming and honoring. So the Quran is like that. Anybody who comes and takes from the Quran because it's a banquet, you're Allah's guest. And that's Allah's hospitality. And then he said, whoever enters it, is safe, meaning whoever starts reciting the Qur'an is safe and whoever loves the Qur'an should rejoice. Imam Tabrani, Ibn Abbas has a narration, the Prophet said, the notable people of my ummah, the special people of my ummah, are the carriers of the Qur'an and the people of the night. What does that mean? So the people of the night refers to those who are awake before dawn, tahajjud time, in remembrance and devotion. And mashallah, Allah has given us this month of Ramadan, we usually wake up for suhoor. Don't let this Ramadan pass. Uh, don't let a day pass without you doing tahajjud, at least two rakats. So have your meal, your suhoor, sahani time, and then have two rakats of tahajjud at least, minimum, and uh, dua to Allah. And inshallah, if we can do this for the next 29, 30 days, alhamdulillah. Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anh, just a few more narrations, and we finished. Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anh, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa fasting and the Qur'an. Fasting and the Qur'an. Both will intercede for the slave. Fasting will say, I prevented him from food and indulging in his desires during the day. So accept my intercession for him. And the Qur'an will say, I prevented him from sleeping during the night. So accept my intercession for him. And they will be accepted. But that's if we're reading the Qur'an at night. Then the Qur'an has stopped us from sleeping, right? If we've recited it at night, we stand and read the Qur'an at night. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of these people.
may Allah make us of these people. Abu Musa al-Ash'ari narrates that the Prophet said, it is from the veneration of Allah Most High to honor a gray-haired Muslim, somebody who's become old and gray-haired, Allah will honor that person because he's old. And also, it is from the veneration of Allah that he will honor the carrier of the Quran who is neither excessive nor negligent therein. And the third person is the just ruler that Allah will honor these people. Imam Abu Dawood uh, reports, uh, reports this hadith. Abu Dharr radiallahu narrates that the Prophet said, It is better for you to set out in the morning and learn a verse from the book of Allah than to pray 100 units of prayer, Ibn Majah. Learning an extra verse with its meaning is superior to a hundred rakats. Because hundred rakats you'll get reward, but in here you get the reward by which you'll pray eventually anyway, and you're also learning something new and it's softening your heart. Now, Mu'adh al-Juhani narrates, these are hadiths that you may have heard about. The Prophet said, the parents of the one who memorizes the Quran and acts upon it, the parents... Because they've encouraged their child to do this. Right? They get a reward as well. They will be crowned on the day of resurrection with a crown that gives more light than the sun does to the houses of this world. What then do you suppose will be the reward of the one who actually memorizes the Quran and acts upon it? If that's the reward of the parent, then imagine the reward of the student. You Hafiz? Finished? How many subhanahs have you done? MashaAllah, you've done 11. MashaAllah, we have many hafaz. Alhamdulillah, Allah has blessed us with this. This is the reward. Ali radiallahu narrates that the Prophet said, whoever reads the Quran, memorize it and complies with it, what is permissible and prohibited, Allah will place him into paradise and allow him to intercede for 10 of his family members who are otherwise destined for the fire. So you will get shafa'a as well. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us this tawfiq. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept it from us. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us true reciters, reflectors, and those who practice the Quran. Allahumma anta salam wa minka salam tabarak di adal jalali wal ikram. Allahumma ya hayyu ya qayyum bi rahmatika nastaghith. Allahumma ya hannani ya manna la ilaha illa anta subhanaka inna kunna min al-zalimeen. Ya Allah, have your mercy on us. Ya Allah, we ask you for your generosity. We ask you for your purity. We ask you for your mercy. We ask you for your forgiveness. Oh Allah, illuminate us with the Quran. Oh Allah, elevate us with the Quran. Purify us with the Quran. Oh Allah, oh Allah, oh Allah. Ennoble us with the Quran. Oh Allah, make the Quran a source for all goodness for us. Make it a source of light for us. Make it a source of height for us. Make it a source of protection for us. Oh Allah, make it a source of entry into paradise. Make it a source of your happiness. Oh Allah, make it a source of our learning, our understanding. Oh Allah, make us of those who protect the Quran, who defend the Quran, who recite the Quran, who reflect over the Quran, who, uh, who. value the Qur'an, who propagate the Qur'an, who teach the Qur'an, who study the Qur'an, who publish the Qur'an, who uh, distribute the Qur'an. Oh Allah, make us of those who are with the Qur'an and people of the Qur'an and carriers of the Qur'an. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifoon. Assalamu alaikum mursaleen wa alhamdulillahi The point of a lecture is to encourage people to act, to get further, an inspiration, an encouragement. persuasion. The next step is to actually start learning seriously, to read books, to take on a subject of Islam and to understand all the subjects of Islam, at least at their basic level, 
so that we can become more aware of what our deen wants from us. Uh, and that's why we started uh, Rayyan courses, so that uh, you can actually take organized lectures uh, on demand whenever you have free time, especially, for example, the Islamic Essentials uh, course that we have on there, the Islamic Essentials Certificate, which you take 20 short modules. And at the end of that, inshallah, you will have gotten the, the basics of uh, most of the most important topics in Islam and you'll feel a lot more confident. You don't have to leave lectures behind. You can continue to, leave, uh, you know, to listen to lectures, but you need to have this more sustained study as well. Jazakallah khair and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.